Welcome to The Healer's Nest, a podcast for mothers who are empaths, entrepreneurs, and on a path to spiritual and personal growth. Your host, Sayer Elizabeth, is a fitness and spiritual life coach, energy healer, and also a workshop and retreat facilitator for mothers who work from home or in the marketplace. In each episode of The Healer's Nest podcast, you will gain inspiration through storytelling from Sayer Elizabeth or from special guests from all walks of life. Ideas to shift your perspective to allow more divine good into your life and release what is no longer serving you. And spiritual and physical techniques and practices to assist you in your healing and to live in your authentic truth. Without further ado, let's open our heart and mind, take what moves and resonates within, and welcome our host, Sayer Elizabeth of the Healer's Nest podcast. everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Sarah Elizabeth and I am just letting everyone know from all directions that we are hitting so many uh, birds with one stone. I am recording this digital masterclass for our Mighty Networks and YouTube family and then I'm also recording the uh, masterclass for our podcast peeps. So hello, my precious birds from all corners in the past, present and future. Um, this means a lot to me because I understand that people learn differently. And so I'm just so grateful that technology really allows us to uh, meet our senses, meet us where we're at. And so if you are on the run and you don't have time to sit and watch this, but you, if you have time to listen, um, this recording will be available on the Healer's Nest podcast, which is available on all streaming platforms. And if you are a visual person, I want to invite you to our community on Mighty Networks. The Healer's Nest Digital Sanctuary, which is a uh, space, a safe space for you to be seen and heard, and to establish uh, connections with like-minded sisters that is that are on a healing and spiritual awakening journey, just like you. Um, I want to start off by saying that um, it's not my intention to pump you with more information. It's not my intention to make you more aware than what you are already are now. It is my intention to provide you the tools and wisdom that has radically supported me and that I teach my, uh, my clients um, to embody. And so if you are a person, if you are a woman that deals with seasonal depression, and if you're starting to notice the subtle shifts in the change of your body because of the seasons changing, this episode is especially for you. 
And if you know someone with seasonal depression, please send this to them because this is valuable information. Um, send it to them, but also in order to really embody this, you're going to have to put pen to paper because yes, I'm giving you the wisdom, I'm giving you the practical tools, I'm giving you the plant medicines to also support you. Um, this is a lot of inner work, okay? This is not hard work, this is just a lot of inner work and that is how you embody when you invite spirit, when you invite your higher self or your inner self, when you connect to the power animals or to the elements, um, you will find out how you're supposed to be moving and what you're supposed to be receiving during this fall transition. And um, you also your energetic signature of how you're supposed to show up or not show up during this time, okay? So please be sure to grab a journal, uh, take lots of notes, take screenshots. Um, if you share this content, please be sure to tag me on social media, The Healer's Nest. Um, especially if you're having some breakthrough moments, you can share them in our private group. Or if you decide to share on your social media, please tag me because um, I would love to be a part of your, I love to witness you in your rebirth, okay? So pen to paper, we've got a lot of journal prompts, we got a lot of work to do today. Or, or over the next course of several days. As you may know, I am like five days late. My intention was to share this teaching on the fall equinox, but I'm in a space where I'm really, really honoring um, how I move with the moon cycle. It has become very, very, very clear to me um, that I need to start moving radically different. And I know I probably say that all the time. And every time I say that, I do move differently. But it's just like another layer, another layer, another layer. So um, I say all that because, you know, this is just not an overnight um, workshop or masterclass. You know, take your time. Take your time and take what resonates and forget the rest. All right, so today we're gonna to be talking about harmonizing with fall and using the medicine wheel to befriend seasonal associative depression. I just would like, again, welcome everyone. My name is Sarah Elizabeth, and I'm a Reiki practitioner, podcast host, self-published author, retreat, and plant medicine facilitator, vinyasa and kundalini yoga teacher, and I guide and hold space and teach women how to heal themselves and empower them through somatic practices, energy medicine, and plant medicine, and also mindset work, all right? The Healer's Nest Heartbeat, which is also known as our mission statement, our mission statement is to enlighten, equip, and empower the modern woman on their journey towards healing and spiritual growth. We believe that every single woman on this planet deserves to lead a fulfilling life, mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And the Healer's Nest is uh, a resource and safe space as I have uh, not only myself, but I also have a team of mentors and healers and educators and um, 
medicine women to uh, help you achieve your desires and your goals. And um, I also created, you know, the digital sanctuary so we all can come together for these teachings or for these healings or for these empower uh, empowerments and things of that nature. Okay. So I would just like to say that um, this is a educational workshop, masterclass, podcast, um, and it is intended to provide information and holistic strategies for managing seasonal affective disorder, also known as SAD. I will say seasonal depression for short. Um, it's not a substitute for medical or professional or mental health advice. And this masterclass is not designed to diagnose or treat you. If you or someone you know is experiencing symptoms of SAD or any other mental health condition, please seek guidance from a qualified healthcare professional for proper assessment and personalized care. So why does this matter? Um, this matters a lot. So real quick, I... Um, before, I want to say like the second or third year of my healing journey, I started noticing when I could start feeling the seasons change from summer into fall. And during the spring or spring and summer, I was, I was full of life and everything's great. And then it was just like when summer was nearing, I could feel that shift and I would start to get really depressed and I would start to feel very low and I would start feeling and thinking all of these feelings. Um, I went to my doctor and that's when she diagnosed me uh, with seasonal depression and, you know, medicine, things of that nature. Um, and so I kind of just like started going on in a journey because I just knew that a pill was not the answer for me or... It, it wasn't the end-all be-all, okay? Because I, I, at once upon a time, twice, I've had to take medication to get where I'm at. Um, so I'm not knocking medication at all. It was just a bridge to help me to get where I, where I needed to go and until I figure out and become strong enough to manage the seasonal changes on my own. So... I went on this journey and uh, it was the, yeah, last year or the year before I learned about the medicine wheel and it really came in handy for my plant medicine work. And I just saw something bigger in it and I just saw um, kind of like the missing link to quote unquote this seasonal depression thing because the medicine wheel, which we'll get into, has all the seasons in it and each season represents something different and our inner knowing knows this um, it's just that we have forgotten about it okay so we'll t we're going to talk about it um, trying not to get too ahead of myself but um so we're going to talk about why this really matters the importance of understanding sad um is to one, validate um, and recognize that seasonal depression is a real thing and it is a treatable condition. It validates the experiences of those who struggle with it. 
And it reinforces that their emotional challenges are not imagined or rather rooted in something bigger than ourselves. So it does not mean that there is something wrong with you. It's just your innate um, knowing that things are changing and and we often were, were mourning. And so instead of recognizing that we're mourning of what was, we just feel this deep sadness. And that's that's you, you're allowed to feel that way. You're validated to feel that way. This matters because we have early um, identification. Um, we understand, you know, we understand that seasonal depression uh, enables us to identify symptoms and patterns in their own lives. Early recognition is key to seeking help and beginning appropriate treatment. Um, empowerment, um, because when we empower ourselves with knowing, with wisdom, and then tools and practices, it, it, it changes the trajectory. We get to choose and do something and be something different, okay? It also reduces the stigma because we are going to be educated um, around anything, everything mental health. So I'm going to try not to get into like the mental health talk. Mental health is real. It is a real deal. I deal with it every single day. However, I strongly feel that mental health is something bigger than ourselves and when we have depression or bipolar or neurospicy um autistic whatever it's it's our spiritual gifts wanting to come out and play and to be acknowledged and to listen to and sometimes our body is smarter than our mind is and our body uh, which is connected to our spirit will do whatever it takes to get our attention um, so when we have this information, we feel we can make more empowered choices because now we have the awareness of knowing better. Um, so my little thing right here, um, is blocked, but I believe this is holistic well-being. Um, we, this matters because we are now adopting tools to holistically take care of ourselves, um, offering a holistic uh, approach to our well-being, um, such as self-care strategies, seeking professional help, making lifestyle changes, um, being in a community with like-minded women, it really does soften the effects and makes us feel less alone. So we're going to be talking about <clears throat> understanding seasonal affective disorder, the medicine will and her benefits, establishing daily rituals for wellness and plants and herbs to support you. So this is a very important time to just take a moment and to connect and to clear any distractions in the mind that will, may prohibit us to fully be a recipient of what's being presented to us today. So we start by uh, taking a deep breath in through the nose. 
And then exhaling out. And on the last two, I want them to be like really, really audible. Okay, so take a deep breath in. And then belly button in and up. And the exhale should be longer than the inhale. So deep breath in. Hold the breath, expand the stomach, heart and lungs, dropping the shoulders, dropping the cheekbones, softening the temples, and then exhale out through the mouth. And just return to your normal breath. And this will be a beautiful time to just call in your guides, to call in your inner self, to call in the wisdom, the golden chain of wisdom and teachers. And with each breath that you take, you just install and integrate and pull in. And this would be a beautiful time to set your intentions. What do I wish to experience? What do I wish to learn or know? And what do I wish to feel? And understand that the divine has heard your prayers and that it is so. And again, if you, um, I really want to encourage you to pause and listen or uh, grab your notebook if you have it, okay? All right, so this is a gentle reminder. As women, we are an integral part of the Earth's silical rhythms and seasons just as the natural world around us experiences changes and transitions so do our own bodies minds and spirits by recognizing and honoring this connection we can embrace the wisdom of the seasons and find harmony within ourselves and I took it a step further to allow the dictionary to define what silical means silical is defined as a happening as a complete set of events that repeat themselves regularly in the same order or in a regularly repeat, repeated period of time. As women, we are remembering that we are daughters of Pachamama. And what she experiences, we experience it too. And these experiences are designed to help us grow and evolve and be change makers and leaders and women 
to hold the grid, the frequency, the love in ourselves and our partnerships in our families in our communities and in our jobs this is the dawn of remembering and reawakening that we are connected to all living beings and the Feet, the grass that you place your feet upon, that is a living thing. The tree that you see outside your window, it is a living and breathing thing. The birds, the stars, the moon, the everything, it is part, it is a living thing. And we are interconnected. And that's how it was years upon years and years and years and years ago but now in this day and age we are we have forgotten and we are being offered something else that energetically programs us to resist change to resist growth and make us scared of our emotions and our feelings and having us think and believe that there's something wrong with us when in reality there's nothing they're just messages and information to empower us and to wake us up and make us stronger what is seasonal affective disorder also known as sad, sad, it is a type of depression that occurs cyclically, typically in the fall and winter months when there is less natural sunlight. When, uh, I'm sorry, it is sometimes referred as a winter depression or winter blues. Sad is characterized by the onset of depressive symptoms such as uh, during a specific season, mostly common in the fall and winter and remission of those symptoms in the spring and summer. So these are some specific symptoms of seasonal depression and they can vary from person to person, but they often include persistent feelings of sadness or low mood, lack of energy and increased fatigue, difficulty concentrating or making decisions, increased irritability and moodiness, changes in sleep patterns such as oversleeping or experiencing insomnia, changes in appetite often with cravings for carbohydrates and weight gain which in my opinion there's nothing wrong with that <laughs> I like to stay warm guys <laughs> and decrease interest in activities once enjoyed social withdrawal and decrease interaction with others I'm going to take it a little bit further. It's just, uh, just a thought that just came to me. But um, fall and winter is also known as cuffing uh, season. And um, that's, uh, mm, I'm not going to say, I, I want to say it's unhealthy choices. Because if you're single, it's like, okay, I don't want to be alone during this winter. And I need, I need a body. I need somebody to Netflix and chill. 
So I'm going to like boo up with someone that's not really my cup of tea and I'm just going to use them till springtime and then it's back to hot girl summer, right? <laughs> but really, during the fall and winter months, you know, it's all about, you know, coming into yourself and hibernating and learning about yourself and embracing yourself and being confident in yourself and removing the barriers that block you from those things. So, um, you know, I think, you know, the fall and winter months were kind of alone for a reason. Um, I don't know. I hope you understand what I'm saying, but um, it's not a season for cuffing. I can tell you that much. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay, so let's take a few moments just to um, connect. Um, if you're listening to the podcast, I'm not going to go through all of these things. Okay, I'm going to go through one or two of them. And if you want the rest of the questions, again, um, you, you can find us in the link in the pod podcast notes. If you're watching this, I want you to pause this video and read the questions and then take some time to connect to these questions. So I'm going to read the first two questions, pause and uh, pen to paper. So we're going to describe your seasonal patterns. Reflect on your experiences with seasonal depression. When does it typically begin? And how does it manifest in your life? Are there specific triggers or symptoms that you notice each year? Recognize your symptoms. List the specific symptoms you experience during the season of depression. These include changes in your sleep patterns, appetite, energy levels, and motivation. How do these symptoms affect your daily life? So we also talk about identifying your emotional landscape. And we also talk about seasonal triggers. And I say that for our podcast sisters and friends. So this would be a good time to pause and really start digging deep into these questions that scream out to you. So I'll see you in a few moments. All right. So if you are in the Money Networks group and if you feel comfortable growing with us in real time, I would love for you to comment below um, some things that came up for you, okay? All right, so into the good stuff, some more good stuff, You would, I would say. What is the medicine wheel and how does it support you? The medicine wheel is a sacred and symbolic concept used by various indigenous cultures, particularly among the Native American tribes for thousands of years. So let's take a pause from that. Um, in case you are not aware, I am a descendant of the Cherokee um, nation, Cherokee nation. Um, it is in my lineage, I want to say my great-great-grandfather walked the Trail of Tears um, a long time ago. 
Uh, my mother used to tell me stories about it. So um, I deeply feel connected to the medicine wheel. Now, it's just the medicine wheel's not just in Native American tribes. It also does show up in um, like Celtic circles. Um, uh, what's the other one? Nordic, um, Shipibo. There, there's different mm, translations of the medicine wheel. Okay. So, what I'm trying to say is. In order to learn about the medicine wheel, you have to learn from someone that is part of that culture or part of that lineage. And so I am Cherokee Indian um, descent. And so it's, I, you, in a sense, you are learning from someone, an elder or a wisdom keeper that's sharing this information, this knowledge with you um, so you can live a better holistic life, okay? Uh, so I just wanted to share that with you guys. It is a spiritual and physio uh, philosophical, philosophical <laughs> framework that represents the interconnectedness of all aspects of life, including the physical, emotional, mental and spiritual realms and as well as the cycles of nature each cycle and season represents a different type of energy or flavor to work with and to expand upon so on your screen you'll see um the medicine wheel and what and you'll see the colors um and what each um section represents give me one moment my computer is going dead <sighs> all right so um for today, we're going to be focusing on the West, which is focusing on the body. Alrighty. So here are the key elements of the medicine wheel and what the medicine wheel will typically include. It will uh, include the four directions. So the medicine wheel, which is also known as the circle of life and the... Um, Oh man, I just, I just said it. The four directions. So on your screen, you'll see West, which what we'll be focusing on today. And it is represented by a color. And each of these colors represent something different. Um, you'll see a power animal usually. You'll see the medicine, which the um, spirit of the West focuses on the plant medicine sage. And the uh, autumn, which is the season, the earth is the element, um, the power animal is the jaguar. We'll go over this again, but I'm just saying for example. So each direction is linked to a different flavor, to a different 
energy. So in this section, we will be talking about um, the spirit of the West and all the things that has to offer. So, um, yes, so I feel like I pretty much talked about that. And if you want to read it, you can pause this, okay? All right, so when we are in flow with the nature's uh, cyclical changes, the medicine wheel is used to represent the stages of human development from birth to death and rebirth. Each stage is corresponding to a different direction, okay? Especially as a woman, you are constantly growing, you're constantly growing, you're constantly dying, you're constantly um, birthing, and you're constantly rebirthing. If you don't believe me, um, you have a cycle every month, right? So that is, if you want to take it deeper, you're going through the medicine circle or the medicine wheel, okay? Um, we'll do a different master class on um, cynical living with the moon. Um, and how it correlates to the medicine wheel. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay focused, but it we can take it a little bit further, and that's where I'm at right now. So I've mastered the medicine wheel in my in my overall well being in my body. Now I'm taking it a step further to match the medicine wheel to the moon cycle, so I can more effectively plan. To be more present with myself and with my community okay when we follow the medicine wheel it um, induces us the idea i'm sorry the balance and harmony the central idea of the medicine wheel is to achieve balance and harmony in all aspects of life it teaches that when individuals are in balance with themselves their communities and the natural world they can lead fulfilling and spiritually enriched lives the medicine wheel teaches us to build interconnections with our emotional and spiritual self. Interconnection, interconnection, interconnection with ourselves and with the world around us, with our emotions, our physical, physical, mental, and emotional self. Because we are given a pill to shut off that connection to ourselves, or we're told something else to shut off that connection to ourselves when we have a relationship to every single light and dark within us we become unstoppable um, because you truly know yourself and what supports you and you know how to learn and guide your way home all right, so here are the sacred medicines of the West. The color is black, which represents the symbol of resilience. In the face of approaching darkness of winter, black can also symbolize resilience and inner strength. It reminds individuals to draw in their inner resources to navigate challenges and transitions. 
As we come into our maturity, black can also represent our ancestors, connecting those before us to live in this lifetime. The plant medicine that we will be working with is sage. I know on there it says sweet grass, but it's actually sage. Um, so I want to talk about sage really, really quick. Um, using sage is a indigenous practice and what will make it okay if you purchase from a indigenous person who has a abundance um, on their land and they work with the medicine to share with you or <clears throat> excuse me if you're gifted um sage by a person who grows their own sage and that's from anybody um or you're gifted sage from a indigenous person um in my practices i really try even though i know i have native american in me i really try to stay away from sage because i rather be gifted or purchased from an indigenous person um, so s some of the things that I use um, is mugwort, um, lavender, you could use sweet grass if you want to, um, tobacco is another really, really, really good one for like smudging um, ceremonies. Um, to learn more about plant medicine, um, if, if plant medicine is your thing, um, I do offer a master class on that, and I can also link that in all the things. So when incorporating sage into the teachings of the West on the medicine wheel, it serves as a powerful symbol of purification, wisdom, resilience, and connection to both the ancestral knowledge and the natural world. These things can, can guide individuals as they are in transition from childhood into adolescence and prepare for the challenges and growth that lie ahead. That is a beautiful point. So on the West, um, on the medicine wheel, this is the stage of adolescence. So you're just now becoming and you're learning how to become your own, okay? Um, now, I also want to mention or remind you, different strokes for different folks. If you Google medicine wheel, you're going to find different medicine wheels with different colors, different directions, and different power animals. I'm sharing with you from Native American, from what I was taught um, from an indigenous person, and from the Shipibo language. And I kind of just meshed them both together so you're going to see different medicines in each wheel from different people okay the power animal is the jaguar seen as the guardian and protector um in the in the direction of the uh west direction it prepares for the journey of maturity and it reminds them that they're not alone on this path. So you can call upon the spirit of the jaguar to support you during this transition. You can work with the plant medicine sage or with mugwort or tobacco to purify and to bless and to also learn 
and to protect you as you go on this inner journey. You could call upon the element of the earth. The earth element embodies a silical nature of life and death. Leaves fall to the ground, decompose, and nourish the soil, contributing to the renewal of life in the spring. Similarly, individuals who are encouraged to embrace the cycles of personal growth, change, and renewal. The flavor, the season of the West is fall. When incorporating sage into the teachings of the West of the medicine wheel, it serves as a powerful symbol of purification, wisdom, resilience, and connection. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the same. Um, I forgot to change that. So I'm just going to go off the riff. So the season that we are working with of the West is fall. And that's where everything begins to change the colors begin to change the leaves begin to fall um, our gardens are coming into their last harvest um, you know the, the 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 days are starting to get a little bit shorter and so how like how does that ref how does those energies of fall reflect and feel in our own lives what are we mourning uh, when our inner leaves are falling away? What are we nourishing? What are we becoming aware of? What can the season of fall teach us about the circle of life and the life cycle within ourselves? The themes of the West, embracing transition, acceptance of change, the art of letting go, embracing the darkness, harvest and gratitude, and also emotional awareness. So um, if you are on the digital screen, you can pause this and read it for yourself. Um, and if you're on the podcast, you know where to find us. So these are, you know, this is the flavor. This is the energy that we're working with. Such, such beauty. All right. So how can we make, now that we know about the medicine wheel and what it's here for, and the energies that are here to support us, how can we make this more practical and harmonize uh, with fall and ease seasonal depression? When we work with the medicine wheel, we are working with the elements and the medicine that the season holds. It's about mindfulness. It's about intention. It's about reestablishing a connection to self, your emotions, and the world around you. This season offers deep reflection, awareness, thankfulness, and learning. So when I tapped, as I was working with season and preparing for this, you know, it's really in that last sentence of what fall wants us to do with her energy. And that is to go into deep reflection of what's working and what's not working. 
to become aware of ourselves and the world around us. Gratitude. We need to be celebrating and giving thanks to everything that we achieved this year. And this is also an opportunity of learning. Learning a new gift and learning a new skill set, learning how to cook, learning how to sew, learning how to love yourself, whatever the case may be. Okay, so here's are some um, questions that you can marinate on and, and fill into. Don't worry, we have lots more because I believe in asking questions instead of just giving you all the answers, okay? Because all the answers are going to be the same or you're going to offer us something different. You know what I'm saying? So what can the fall teach me about change? Can it teach me about trust? acceptance what can it teach me about celebration and harvesting what have I lost or gained in the last two seasons which is summer and spring and how can I befriend sadness and grief that lives inside of me because that's a fact it may not be a fun fact but sadness and grief is living inside of you and that's okay that's okay these emotions they are our friends they are our messengers and it's up to us to befriend them and love them and honor them and nurture them like children so some of the things that you can do is build a full altar Gather, uh, go on a nature work walk, gather leaves, pine cones, rocks, um, anything that represents fall to you, and you can make a uh, altar. Maybe you can add a photo of the medicine wheel of the West and her elements. You can make a beautiful picture. You know, you can just make a a, a yellow circle and put all the elements and energies in there. And so when you pass it, you can look at your altar and be reminded of this, um, of this great teaching, of this great reawakening, really. Get crafty. This is a perfect season to snuggle up and dabble in paint by numbers, sewing or mala making. What would you like to create? this season yin yoga is a beautiful and deep feminine movement practice that incorporates the feminine energy in mother earth it helps us connect with the element of the earth which is the uh, direction of the west uh, in the medicine wheel you can make charitable acts this is a beautiful time to um, donate your time and energy and financials if you are able to. Let me tell you something. This is something that I have learned when I've had seasonal depression because with seasonal depression, you could just think that you just have the suckiest life in the whole wide world and your whole mood and mindset will change when you go work in a soup kitchen or go work in a shelter or 
something like that, your whole energy will change um, because you're going to recognize a couple things. All right. So this is a beautiful season of giving back. And so you can um, give back to your community in charitable activities or volunteering. Um, consider donating um, warm clothing, food, or your time to those in need. Um, this would be a good time for you to do a purge, a fall purge, anything that you're not using anymore, you can give to somebody else that's in need. Um, this is a beautiful time to deepen your learning. This season, the fall season is about awareness and learning. So what can you learn? What do you wish to learn? What do you need to relearn? I offer um, some beautiful master classes. Um, um, we're going to be opening up, and I know that I say this all the time, um, but uh, probably it's going to happen in December. It's probably going to happen for sure. Um, I will be teaching level one Reiki, um, which is energy healing. So if you're interested in that, let us know. That will be happening in um, December for sure. And then I'm going to do level two and level three in a retreat style setting. But uh, what are some things that you can learn? Um, you can also do moon rituals. Um, and use that time to reflect setting intentions and releasing what serve, no longer serves you. Something that I forgot to put in here is um, planting bulbs, so flower bulbs, um, and that is a beautiful, that's like all the elements in one, so you have the dirt, which is black, and it represents the earth, also represents the color black, which is resilience, um, and then we have these bulbs, and uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a gardener or anything, but there are certain bulbs that um, grow during the winter time. And so I want to encourage you guys. I think this will be a really cool project for all of us to do. I know I'm going to get one. But we can plant a bulb inside of our house or outside in, in the earth. And we can watch that grow every single day. And we can reflect on the medicine that that flower is trying to teach us about resiliency, about staying stuck in the same place for what to us seems like an eternity. Uh, I wonder what that plant's thinking, you know, compared to what I would be thinking if I was buried in the ground, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I'll share more in, about that in our group, but um, I think that's a really fantastic um, practice that we can carry. We can start this fall, and then by summer, we have this beautiful flower, tulips or something, and it's just like, it's been with us. And then we're gonna get to see that tulip die and go back into the ground and you know, be a part of that life cycle. I think it's gonna serve as a beautiful re reminder. All right, so here are some journal prompts um, to help you connect with every aspect of the medicine wheel. And I'm not going to 
stop or and read each and every one of them. I encourage you to pause it um, and, and read it. For our podcast folks, I'm just going to throw out a couple ones. Um, this has something to do with letting go. Reflect on something that you're ready to let go as you move into the fall season. It could be a habit, belief, or emotional burden. Describe the process of releasing it and the space it creates for something new. Um, Autumn reflection. Write about sights, sounds, and smells that invoke the essence of fall for you. How does that season affect your senses and emotions? How can you incorporate these sensory experiences into your everyday life. Um, For some of us, that could be lighting a pumpkin spice candle and that just lights us up. Or creating an apple crumble and just like smelling, you know, the cinnamon and the apples um, in full bloom. Here's another one, embracing the light and dark. Explore the balance between light and dark in your life. What aspects of yourself or your experiences are in the shadows and how can you bring them into light for greater self-awareness? Ancestral reflections, because once again, we're in our adolescent stage and this is where we call upon our ancestors to guide us. Reflect on your ancestral heritage and the wisdom passed down through generations. How can you connect with your connect and honor your ancestors during the fall season? Wisdom of transition. Consider the wisdom that the transition and transformation offer. How can the lessons of the West on the medicine wheel guide you to in navigating personal transitions and growth during the fall season? All right, nature support, plants and herbs to support and boost your well-being. So what we have here is the beautiful mimosa tree. Mimosa, also known as Albiza Julie Brisson. And it is valued the most botanical herb or um, plants in Chinese medicine. It's used for um, supporting a uplifted mood, peaceful state of mind, known as the herb of happiness. So mimosa produces an antidepressant-like profile similar to um, nofrophane and petrophane, which are antidepressants. And you can purchase this beautiful plant medicine from Valadia, Valadia Organica. Um, she is a medicine woman and um, beautiful sister. You can find her on Instagram. And um, as of right now, she still has this plant available for purchase. Um, she does sell out very, very, very quickly. Um, so if you need some extra support, from the plant realm, the mimosa tree is definitely one of them. And I do not get any um, anything from her. I just really share um, medicine women that uh, know what they're doing and that I love, like, and trust and know. 
Another one, um, so this is a flower essence. I want to do a flower essence um, workshop so bad. Um, I don't think a lot of women know about flower essence. Total game changer. Um, you can purchase Queen of the Night Cactus from desert-alchemy.com. So depending on um, when I work with clients and when I go into their energy field, um, I can see or feel what they are struggling with. And then what I will do is prescribe them um, flower essences to help them um, get to where their desire is. So um, flower essences is where you basically work with the energy of the flowers and they're in either a water base or they're in an alcohol base um, container tincture. You just take it underneath the tongue and you're connecting to the energy and the spirit and the healings of those particular flowers or plant medicines. So the queen of the night cactus can help you when you veer off track, allowing yourself to be pulled into something meaningful, something that will ultimately open up your awareness and help you become more conscious. When you pull in one direction, that makes sense. Yet something doesn't feel right about it. The queen of the night cactus can help you open up possibilities that you cannot see with your mind alone. And again, you can purchase this from desertalchemy.com. Um, so I know there's going to be a lot of people that enjoy this plant medicine recommendation. However, if I just want to just give you guys a couple uh, warning, not warnings, but just some things to be mindful of. So the next plant that can support you uh, during this fall transition is uh, cannabis, also known as the green goddess. However, if you do not have a healthy relationship with cannabis, and if you, as in if you're using cannabis to get by and cope and deal with life, um, this is not for you. Once again, if you want to establish a beautiful connection to cannabis, one, you're going to have to um, take a break from it. Um, and then two, you're going to have to reestablish a relationship to it. Um, two, uh, let me get my train of thought. If you are a highly sensitive empath or highly sensitive person, um, cannabis may not be for you unless you do like a really, really, really small dosage. Um, because if you are a highly sensitive person, it's just going to open up your, it's, it's not going to open you up. It's going to weaken your auric field. And that's where you start to spaz out and get crazy and in your head and start to breathe fast and all the things, right? So there's a, a, a plethora of things. When we are working with psychoactives, which cannabis is a psychoactive, it is meant to be used sparingly. It is meant to be used ceremonially. So if you're going to use cannabis, it, it should not be a everyday thing unless you have uh, chronic pain or, you know, if it's prescribed for your doctor for whatever reason. Um, 
it should only be only be used for ceremonial use and ceremonial use is like on a full moon or new moon or moon cycle and the purpose of ceremonial cannabis use when approached with intention and respect um it can help you take you into yourself and into the natural world into the spiritual world where it's uh fosters connection to self um and awareness and can also help promote emotional resilience so i know that was a whole bunch to say um again you can pause this and you can wear and read this but i just really wanted to put out that information um if you're already smoking cannabis on a day-to-day basis this may not work for you Um, If you're highly sensitive, this may not work for you. However, um, if done ceremonially, it can be highly beneficial. If you do decide to use cannabis ceremonially, um, sativa would be the way to go. All right, so I think that is pretty much it if you guys have any questions comments breakthroughs or concerns you know how to get in touch with me um it has been such an honor and privilege to be sharing this information with you guys if you feel called to you can leave a love offering to the healer's nest on venmo cash up or you can buy me at coffee.com forward slash the healer's nest here's some of our um, offerings that we have coming up uh, we have a january plant medicine retreat in the pacific northwest it's a three-day all-inclusive uh, all-women ayahuasca retreat and there's eight spots available that link should be dropping very soon and then we have our Radiant Women Soiree Retreat. Um, and we'll be traveling um, through our six senses in the beautiful and serene country of Catalonia, Greece. And that will be in April 22nd, May 24, uh, April 22nd through May 2nd, 2024. So if you guys wish to... Um, participate in any of those things you can message me in the money networks compound or you can email me at sarah s-a-a-r-e elizabeth at gmail.com it has been such an honor and privilege sharing space with you guys and um i'll see you guys soon